0: Likutai Volume 15, the second Sicha for This study that we're going to do today is a wonderful insight into the connection and the role that technology plays in Judaism, the connection that it has between us and our faith in Hashem, and, most importantly, the role that it plays in the preparing of the world for the coming of Mashiach. Now, I want you to take into account that this Sicha, this study, is based on several talks of the Rebbe that were delivered at various times. Part of it was delivered in 1966, and the other two parts of it were delivered in 1977. And you'll see why it's important as we learn the Sicha, especially as it comes to technology. And in today's day and age, technology has, you know... um, Has grown by bounds and leaps uh, compared to what it was then. Another thing is, I want you to also take into account that whatever narrative is related to us in the Torah, that narrative actually happened, that narrative actually took place. It happened as it is described in the Torah exactly. However, Because the Torah had a choice, and there are certain narratives of history that the Torah chose not to share with us. On the other hand, there are narratives that the Torah chose to share with us. That tells us that the narrative the Torah does share, and the manner in which it shares it, also serves as an insight, and has deeper meaning, deeper, as we call remez, it hints to various various, uh, teachings, various lessons, various prophecies in history that either were or will be so on the verse in chapter 7 verse 11 on the passage the verse that says that in the 600th year of the life of noah it says the fountains of the great deep were split open and the floodgates of the sky were opened this is telling us that the water started to pour all the way from the above from the heavens, and they came bursting out from the depth of the earth. So the Zohar says on this, that this serves also as a hint. This serves as a hint for the future. What will take place in the 600th year, begin to take place in the 600th year of the 6,000th. That means that's the thousands that we're in now. We're in 5,782 today. This is already the 6,000th year from the creation of the world so the zora says that in that 600th year the gates of wisdom above from above will open up and the wellsprings of wisdom meaning of knowledge from below will also spur- sprout up will also spread forth and the world will become prepared to enter to go into the seventh thousandth, which we know is a reference, typically, to the time, to the era of Mashiach. Now it's obvious, and when it says the gates of wisdom, the gates of knowledge from above, that is the knowledge, the wisdom of Torah. When it says the wellsprings of wisdom from below, that is the wisdom, the knowledge, the sciences, the technologies of nature of the world. And indeed, we do see the beginning in that time period. If you look around 1847, which is 5,608, that's the time when the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Lababat She'Rebbe, indicated that it's a time of Mashiach. And instead, what, what happened then? His son asked him, you said that Mashiach is going to come, there's going to be a revelation of Mashiach." And he said, was the Tilkut t- t- not printed? In other words, that's when the formal teachings of the Alter Rebbe, the founder of the Chabad movement, were to, were printed and therefore disseminated in a manner that everybody now had access to it, and everybody can learn it in an understandable manner. So you see that Hasidus, even though it already began to be revealed some hundred years be prior to that by the Baal Shem Tov, but it was still in a concealed form, and in that time period that the Zohar tell. Uh, prophesizes or predicts in that time period is when it really started to spread forth it started to really become available and disseminated to all and also at the same time if you know history we see the industrial revolution most specifically the second phase of the industrial revolution that's when it began to really take hold and in fact the technologies as we know them today as telephones and telex and things like that telegraph that's when it really started to become developed and very soon after it became patented and it became available to the public. So you see that this indeed is the case. The question is, we need to understand. See, if you talk about the, quote, the knowledge from above, the the gateways of knowledge from above, which we said is obviously a reference to the Torah wisdom, to the depth of the Torah knowledge, we can obviously clearly understand the connection it has to the time of Mashiach and how that prepares us to the time of Mashiach because when Mashiach comes Will be a time as it says in the verse quote um Hashem kama That the earth will be filled with the knowledge of godliness just like the waters cover the ocean meaning there'll be one a, 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 one a part with the world is the, the knowledge Of godliness so we understand that there's a connection but the question is what is the connection of the revelation of the advancements in technology and in sciences to the coming of Mashiach moreover the fact that the Zohar puts them together it doesn't separate it as two two separate stances as two separate uh, phases of or, or two separate aspects of preparation to the coming of Mashiach it puts it together as it is in the verse, this and that. So it seems to be an equal par with the revelation of godliness, the revelation of secrets of to the Torah. So in general, we know that the entire world and all of nature were created, as it says in the verse, as it says in Pirkei Avot, in the Ethics of the Fathers, it says that they were created b'shvir haTorah Well, they were created for the purposes of Torah and Israel, meaning for us, to be able to fulfill the Torah, to study the Torah, and do its mitzvot. What is the purpose of everything? That when there is technology, when there is sciences, whatever it is, is that it should end up serving and becoming conducive for the study of Torah and the advancement of the observance of mitzvot. By the way, as a sidebar the Rebbe says, this in no way becomes a green light for those who say that it's important to go to colleges and universities and immerse oneself in those studies. It's true that there were those, as the Alter Rebbe uh, clearly spell, uh, points out in Tanya, that there were those, like some, like the Rambam, that's Maimonides, like the Ramban, Nachmanides, that they knew how to use the sciences and how to utilize the, the worldly knowledge and worldly philosophies those that were not absolutely Torah views, they knew how to use them and make them conducive for Torah purposes and for purposes of leading a life of mitzvot and the study of Torah. But one has to be very careful, says the Rebbe. Although in this talk we're going to be very much uh, emphasizing the importance of technology, the importance of science, the importance of all the various worldly knowledge, the the knowledge of nature and so on, But this is in no way a green light or an encouragement, in fact, it ever discourages from going to colleges and universities. Why? Because over there the problem is that the whole environment is founded, is very deeply rooted on the Opposite foundation of where we come from. See, the foundation we come from is that Hashem created the world. Hashem is in charge of the world. Hashem runs the world by divine providence. And in every aspect of nature and every aspect of science and technology, we can see godliness. Over there, it's the exact opposite. Everything there is consistent with the foundation, the fundamental, sadly, the fundamental belief. That there is no God. That everything that's done is to disprove the fact that Hashem runs the world. And this is besides the uh, horrific uh, problem of the lack of, uh, of modesty and, and proper moral and, and, and uh, you know uh, holy behavior that befits a Jewish person. So anyway, getting back to it, as we said, in general, everything was created for the Torah. However... The fact that the Zohar says that this has a special connection to the coming of the Mashiach tells us that there is something specific and something special in what we're talking about that has a specific connection to Mashiach. In other words, this is not just a general thing, the general idea that everything in the world is connected to, is, is connected to Torah and Mitzvot. But moreover, there's something special here that the Torah is pointing to that has a special indicator of the coming of Mashiach as a special uh, means of preparation to the coming of Mashiach. And the question is what is it? And the answer is based on a verse in Yeshayo. The prophet Isaiah says in describing the times of Mashiach he says kol basar kipi Hashem that all flesh will see together. That means all flesh will equally see that it's the mouth, it's the word of Hashem that's spoken. In other words that the, 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 the physical, material flesh of, 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 of people and of the world, the physical, material essence of the world will actually see and the Mitla Rebbe, the second Chabad Rebbe adds, will not only see, see but feel the presence of God, feel the reality of how Hashem runs the world. In other words, it won't just be like a what we call a spiritual visit, vision, meaning something which is abstract, something which one understands, it's almost like understanding it with the eyes of your brain, meaning with your imagination. No, 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 that's not what it means. It means that we will physically, just today you go out in the street, you see a physical car, a physical truck, a physical house, you see it, you feel it, you feel it because you feel its presence. So too when Mashiach comes, there will be the absolute appreciation through sight and feeling of Godliness. And actually, now we can understand the connection that the developments in the natural resources of the world and in the technologies they actually are preparing us, and they are already a product of this idea of Ra'ul Basar that all flesh will see. For example, one of the developments of our times, okay, and the Rebbe adds, the Rebbe points out that the, although this is not a new creation, you know, when we say an innovation, we just mean that it was revealed now. Because the truth is that all these resources, whether it's electricity, whether it's telegraph, and all the things that we know of today, all the special unique technologies we have, all these things have been around from the beginning of time. So they were created in the six days of creation. It's just for whatever reason that is certainly not known to us, Hashem chose that it shouldn't become revealed, I'm underscoring the word revealed, and it should not become exposed up to a certain point in history. So all these technologies that we exposed, let's look, for example, says the Rebbe, the ability to hear a voice, the ability to hear one's voice in real time across the world, at any point in the world, in the very same time, simultaneously the person is speaking it. Which, by the way, in that era, if you think think about it, was also at the time they sent someone to the moon. So it's not just something you can hear the other side of the world. Even in you know, in outer space, you can also hear the person's voice through radio va- waves and so on. And likewise, says the Rebbe, to see the person, and we all know that it was televised, right? The landing and everything else was televised. So the Rebbe says this helps us to become closer. And it should become more vivid, the idea that Hashem sees, there's an eye that sees, there's an ear that hears everything, as it says in the Mishnah, as we're supposed to believe as Jews. You see, it's not no longer an abstract uh, product of faith. Okay, I believe, and if I don't believe, this is something you see reality. If a human being could be heard and could be seen by other human beings across the world, simultaneously, in the very same time, in real time, as they're speaking, as they're present how much more so that it's obvious that we know that Hashem who created the world, certainly He has these abilities. To take it a a, a step deeper, how this is a preparation to the coming of Mashiach, how this is becoming more real, where the flesh is beginning to see things that were previously only an aspect, a product of faith, which is more abstract. To take it a step further. It's true, like we said, everything was created to ultimately serve the purpose, the agenda of the furtherance of the study of Torah and observance of mitzvot. That's true. But we do find that there were certain things that are specific and absolutely created for this purpose. In other words, if we generalize, yeah, everything is here in a way that ultimately it leads to the benefit Of Torah Mitzvot. For example, you do something with an object, okay? You build, I don't know, you build a house. Yeah, now the fact that you build a house so you can live comfortable, if you live comfortable, now you have a place where you can study Torah, or now because you're comfortable, you're gonna be able to get a good night's sleep, so tomorrow you can pray. So it does contribute to it, but inherently the house itself is not necessarily a place of Torah. The house itself, the bricks itself, do not serve Torah directly. Whereas there are certain objects, there are certain things that they, they, they serve a purpose of Torah directly and the fact that they can be used for other things, the fact that they can be used for mundane things is not their real purpose. It is just because that Hashem willed it that there should be free will so if it would have been so clear and so obvious that that was created only for kedusha purposes for holy purposes for the purpose of torah and mitzvot that would take away the bechirach of Shir, that would take away one's free choice and therefore hashem made it that you could also use it for other things but really those things those other things that it could be used for is not a is not its main purpose and b that actually degrades the thing that is pulling it down. For example, the sages tell us in the Talmud that gold, really, the world did not deserve any gold. The world has no use for gold. The world would not have had any gold had it not been for the fact that Hashem planned that there should be a Bet HaMikdash, the Holy Temple, and the Holy Temple calls for so many items that have to be made out of pure gold, and therefore Hashem created gold, and as a result, we get to use the gold. Now when we use the gold for our purposes, especially when used for lowly purposes, What's really happening here is that the gold is here and we also use it for kedusha for holiness. No, it's here for holiness. The fact that we can use it for other purposes is really pulling it down, is degrading it and it's only able to happen only because Hashem wants there to be free choice. Otherwise, there it would, it would be no free choice because it would be so clear cut that this is for kedusha. And the same thing is, says the Rebbe with this technology. Take for example, says the Rebbe, the technology of the radio, radio waves and the and, uh, telegraph. This technology really is created because Hashem wanted that there should be a means to spread Torah, to spread words of Torah and Hasidus throughout the entire world. And that ever makes the point. When you speak on the radio, and by the way, today, this is my own note, today with, with internet, it's, it's 10 times more in a greater fold. But when you speak on the radio, what happens? Those radio waves spread to the entire world. It's just the fact that it cannot be picked up somewhere or it isn't being heard somewhere is not due to the fact that it hasn't spread. It hasn't reached there and therefore had an effect that it physically reached there. But because we don't have the proper apparatus in order to be able to receive it and to, do, and to broadcast it. But if you would have, technically, th- 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 theoretically speaking, if you had the technical equipment that you, that's required, you can hear a radio broadcast from anywhere in the world in the opposite other extreme end of the world at the same time, simultaneously, because it travel so fast. So the idea is, says the Rebbe, that this is a means in where when you speak Hasidus, when you speak words of Torah, the secrets of the Torah, it spreads to the entire world. And it has now the effect of the two things. Remember we said the two aspects of Mashiach. Number one, that the knowledge of Hashem, the depth of the knowledge of Hashem fills the world. You see the radio waves spread it. It fills the whole world. It's just that it doesn't fill it in a manner of space that would choke us and not leave a space to be there. Right? It's there. It's there in the whole world. And number two, in a manner where Quote, all flesh can see. Meaning, if one would only have the right apparatus to access it, then they can hear it. It's available to be appreciated. Take it another level deeper. When you, th- this whole idea of the development of sciences and technology, how it prepares us for the coming of Mashiach, how it makes it more real, more realistic, the idea that the world is full of the knowledge of God and that we'll be able to feel it and, and appreciate it in real time through our flesh, through the physical. You see, think of this. Everything we discussed until now is still, this, is still restricted, so to speak, confined to a certain technology, a, an item, an idea, that if you use it, then it has the effect. Now the Rebbe will take it a step deeper. The actual concept, the actual idea of all the advancement of the sciences and technology actually brings us to a point in which we could appreciate, literally see, how the world is godliness, how the world is full of godliness. You see, the Hasidic teachings are very, very heavy, very strong about the idea of unity of Hashem. What's called meaning absolute unity. Simple, meaning absolute unity. The fact that we see so many parts, the fact that we see so many details in creation in the world, that actually all leads us back to the fact that there's such an amazing unity, meaning there's one God that it encompasses and includes everything and tolerates all these little details because it really all comes from the same place. Till not too long ago, the thinking was that there are various elements that are inherently different from one another, and by coming together and working together in harmony, we have different items and different things that happen in nature. Today, as we become more and more advanced, we find out and it becomes more and more revealed that essentially everything comes back to one point and everything is one and the same. The fact that there seem to be different elements, this is just an, an external manifestation of what's there internally. In other words, going through different channels and come be, in different evolvement and development, they come to look like and appear like opposing elements and opposing things. In fact, today you have the idea that there is a very, very strong um, way of thinking a very, very strong way of revelation of technology, of sciences, that we, know that, ma- that, ma- that we know that quality and quantity is really one and the same and they complement each other and they help each other. Whereas until not too long ago, they seem to be two separate things that actually can contradict each other. So this is, this is the sense, the idea of what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. Again, where the world itself will point to, will show us, we will see from the world, through the world, the unity of Hashem, the, quote, knowledge of Hashem, that she will be filled of the knowledge of Hashem, and that the flesh will be able to see it. We see it from fleshly things, we see it from from physical, material things, how everything is really Hashem, and everything is one with Hashem.